Good morning. Welcome to First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. We are a spiritual community dedicated to the free search for truth, beauty, and meaning. I'm Chris Jimerson, Minister for Program Development here at the church, and I have with me our wonderful Director of Faith Development, Lane, and your terrific lay leader, Peter, today. And you'll also be hearing from some of our church families because this is an intergenerational service where people of all ages will stay for the whole time during worship today. We come from a long tradition of seeing a spark of the divine in every person. And it's in that tradition that I invite you to turn to those around you and greet the holy among us this morning. It's also our tradition in Unitarian Universalist churches to begin our services by lighting a chalice, which is a symbol of our faith. Please say with me the words for lighting our chalice, which are printed in your order of service. Love is the spirit of this church, and service is its law. This is our great covenant, to dwell together in peace, to seek the truth in love, and to help one another. The call to worship this morning has been written by Reverend Chris Jimerson. Now let us worship together. Now let us celebrate the sacred miracle of each other. Now let us open our hearts, our souls, our lives to blessings both mysterious and transcendent. Now let us be thankful for the healing power of love, the gift of fellowship, the renewal of faith. Now let us accept with gratitude the traditions handed down to us from those who came before and open ourselves to begin anew for those that will follow. Now let us worship together. Unitarian Universalism is a faith without creed. There's not a set of beliefs that we all have to agree to and sign on to. So sometimes people ask us, well, then what holds you together? And I think that we'll hear about some values that hold us together later in the service. And in this congregation, our mission holds us together. It's our common purpose, and we say it together every Sunday. We gather in community to nourish souls, transform lives, and do justice. Good morning. Now, Chris already mentioned this, but today's service is an intergenerational service, which means we're all staying together today. And kids are welcome to come sit with their families, or they can go to the coloring station up the road. There's still plenty of room right now. When Reverend Chris and I started preparing for today's service, we had so many ideas of what we could do today. But we immediately agreed that we wanted to do something different from a standard Thanksgiving Day service. So after some discussion, we decided that we wanted to give some of the members of First UU Church of Austin the opportunity to share about their families this morning. Now, we would love to hear from every family here, but sadly we only have an hour together this morning. Some of us have small families. Some of us have large, complex, extended families. Some of us have friends or communities that we are so close with that we consider them family. And talking about families may be painful for some of us here today. My parents got divorced when I was about two years old, so I grew up in a large family as I gained three siblings and two amazing step-parents, and as an adult when I got married and had a kid of my own. But growing up, there were some times where I wished that I had a normal family, So often, especially when I was a kid, 
TV shows and movies and media would portray what is referred to as the nuclear family. Two parents, a brother and sister, maybe a dog. I now realize that my family, as it grows, evolves, and changes, is a normal family. Because while some families may have similarities, every family is unique. When you pause and think about that, how wonderful and amazing is that? We asked each of the families participating in today's Modern Families service to take a few minutes and to talk about their family and why they are thankful for each other. I would now like to invite the first family up. My name is Sarah Miller. This is my husband, Michael Mayo. This is Benjamin, who's two years old, and we're expecting another baby boy at the end of March. I'm a veterinarian, and Michael teaches high school math while Benjamin attends preschool. We've been members of First UU for four years and feel thankful to be part of this church and for many other things. Hello. Uh, I'm thankful for Sarah's Aunt Laura. Uh, Sarah and I met freshman year uh, in Calc 2 in college. Uh, we quickly became best friends, but I made it pretty clear uh, from the get-go that I would be perfectly fine with it becoming something more. Anyways, towards the end of freshman year, Sarah was visiting her family, and they were asking about me and why she wasn't, uh, uh, why she wasn't uh, dating me. Uh, Sarah brushed that suggestion off, saying something to the effect of, I couldn't date him, he's my best friend. Thankfully, Aunt Laura, saint of a woman that she is, chimed in, that's exactly who you want to date. She read a poem at our wedding seven years later. I am thankful for a supportive husband who has stood by me through school, jobs, and stress. I'm thankful that when I'm running late with someone's sick dog or cat at the end of a long Friday evening, I know he's picked up our son from school and prepared him a good dinner. I'm thankful that when I finally get home, he greets me with a hug and a smile and asks me about my long day, then rubs my feet on the couch. I'm thankful for our nighttime routine and the stability that our family has to be able to do the same thing most every night. Um, we clean up our toys. Uh, Benjamin takes a bath and brushes his teeth. Uh, we read three books of Benjamin's choosing, and then it's time for hugs and kisses. Lately, he's doing this thing where he goes to lay his head down on his pillow, and then he gets up really quick going, Wait a second, I forgot hugs and kisses. Um, then we get in bed, tuck him in, and head downstairs, clean the kitchen, and there's probably enough time to watch a Stranger Things or a Parks and Rec, and which we pause every now and again to tell our stories for the day. I'm thankful for Skype, which allows us to stay in touch with our family and friends all over the country and world. I'm thankful for cell phone cameras that help me capture Hello. moments I treasure as I watch Benjamin grow up. I'm thankful for Elmo on the iPad during a 12-hour drive to watch the eclipse. <laughs> and baby video monitors that give me the power to tell Benjamin to get back in his bed and stop playing in his room at night. <clears throat> I'm thankful for the fact that we have food on our table every night. We like to cook and eat together as a family. Um, we try to cook simple meals during the weekdays when our schedule is chaotic, like lots of stir fries and quesadillas and pastas. And then on nights when we have more time, we enjoy each other's company in the kitchen and cook a little more complicated meals. Benjamin has a little stand that we pull out, and he can get up to the countertop level. And then we put him to work chopping a mushroom with a butter knife, or help. he uses the food processor to make some pesto. And I'm pretty sure his favorite meal to make is pizza. 
He likes to roll the dough out and use the little spiky roller thing. Um, he likes to spread the sauce and sprinkle the cheese. It takes a lot longer, and it makes significantly more mess, uh, but it's always uh, worth it. I'm thankful for steady employment for us both, but equally, if not more so, I'm thankful for vacation time. Vacation time we used this summer to spend at a friend's house on Possum Lake, where Benjamin got up with courage to jump off the end of the dock and started learning to swim. I'm thankful for showing Benjamin the endless expanse of the ocean at Port A, although he preferred the excitement of feeding the seagulls. I'm thankful for the wedding we attended where we got to introduce Benjamin to our old friends from college and the opportunity to watch the eclipse this summer from the convenience of my mom's back patio in Lincoln, Nebraska. I'm thankful for long weekends like this one to take a, take a breath and pause and enjoy each other's company at home. I'm thankful for my wife, Sarah. When we, we met when we were both kids, and I'm so grateful that we got to grow up together. And I'm thankful my children will have this amazing woman as a role model when they grow up. I'm thankful for our health, my smooth pregnancy, and my ability to keep working, because not everyone is that lucky. I'm thankful for my partner, with whom I can share my hopes and fears. I'm thankful for my family, that brings my life such joy. I'm thankful for my friends, my church, and my community that make us feel at home here. I'm thankful. Eli and my family members' names are my mom, Amanda, my my little brother JD, and my big brother Isaac, my dad Connor, my stepdad Eric, and my my dog named Potter. And my other dog named Bella, and my and one of my bunnies' name is Pinicola. My other um, bunny's name Pepper, and my stepmom name is Julie. I am so thankful for our given family, and our chosen family, and our friends. I'm thankful that Connor was willing and able to move from being exes into being co-parents. I'm thankful that he is a dedicated and loving father. I'm thankful that he brought Julie and JD into our lives and that Connor welcomed Eric as a part of our team. I'm thankful for more helping hands, more open minds, more listening ears, and more loving hearts in raising these kids because we really need all the help we can get. I'm grateful that Julie embraces Isaac and Eli as her own. When we had to take Isaac to the hospital this summer, she stayed with me all night, completing the admissions process. She loves animals, and I'm thankful that these kids get to experience having pets, and that Eli gets to cuddle with his best furry friend Potter in bed, and I am so thankful that I don't have to live with dogs. <laughs> I'm thankful for the whimsy and creativity and playfulness that Eric brings into our life. I'm continually impressed with how he handles this roller coaster of life with us, and I'm thankful that I don't have to do it all myself, that he can step in when I am losing it. He is a steadfast partner and an excellent crossword puzzle collaborator. 
I'm thankful for Eli's compassion and empathy and humor. He asks us how we are, and he helps us look on the bright side. I'm thankful for his jokes, his magic tricks, and math skills, and for the cuddles and tickles we have at bedtime. And I'm thankful for the questions he asks, like, what are quarks? And after I give him a, a simple physics lesson, he says, no, 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 the things that make us individuals. <laughs> I'm thankful for Isaac's helpfulness and curiosity and the way that he's so interested in doing all the things in the world. I'm amazed by how easily he makes friends with people on the very first day. And I'm thankful for the trust that he places in me. I'm thankful for the open minds and hearts of my extended blended family. <clears throat> my son, J.D., not with us today, has grown so much over the past few years. He has learned loving humor from his brother, Eli, and math and science from his older brother, Isaac. I'm so happy that he has siblings, as my sister really shaped the person I am today. I am <clears throat> also so grateful for Amanda and Eric's support. It is such a blessing to have such a loving family. And of course, I am so grateful for my husband, who has always been there for me <clears throat> with emotional support and anything that I need. <clears throat> I'm thankful for the unique and wonderful people I share the podium with today. Julie, for opening my heart again standing by my side with our children and loving them without hesitation. Eric, for being the stepdad I hoped Amanda would find, never treating our children as anything other than his own. Amanda, for making it easy to maintain a strong co-parenting relationship, one so relaxed and natural, people here at First UU thought we were still married for a while. <laughs> I'm thankful for Isaac for treating JD like a brother early on, and loving Julie, and for always being curious. I'm thankful for Eli for always leading with his heart and compassion with his new family, be they have two legs or four. <laughs> and I'm thankful for my stepson, J.D., for his curious spirit and his sense of play and his sense of wonder in the world. I'm thankful for my family of origin and that they live in Austin. We are very lucky to spend so much time with them. And I'm thankful that the kids get to grow up with extended family in the same city. I'm thankful for our extended families across the country, the parents and siblings and cousins that we each lean on. I'm thankful for five sets of grandparents that these kids have that spoil them. I'm thankful for our messy house full of half-finished projects, and some finished ones, and books and Lego and art supplies and tools. I'm thankful that we finally have curtains up after two years. I'm sure the neighbors are, too. Uh, we have our friend and helper, Carol, to thank for that, for her organizational help. At the point where someone you've invited in your home has gone through your closets and pantry and your underwear drawers, are they considered family, too? I think so. And there were times when we couldn't bring ourselves to tackle that pile of dishes, and Cammy came to our rescue, bless her. I'm thankful for all of the people who helped keep our house from devolving into a mountain of dirty laundry and hot glue sticks and leaves. 
I'm thankful for our neighborhood. When I drive to work, I pass people that I know. And I'm thankful for Miss Megan, who lives around the corner, who picks up Eli after school each day and lets him climb trees and bake cookies and raise money for elephants and play in mud every day. I'm thankful for the elementary school, for the staff that teaches our kids how to use their brains and their hearts. I'm thankful for the school counselor who has lunch bunches with Eli, and she creates a safe space in her office for Isaac when he needs a soft place to land on our tough mornings so we can go to work. I'm thankful for our caseworker from Integral Care, and I'm thankful for our parent liaison and for Isaac's mentor and his recreational therapist. I'm thankful for all of the doctors and therapists and psychiatrists and nurses that we work with who really care about our well-being because our family wouldn't work. I'd like to say something. I got to know Amanda when I was when we were in the choir here at First UU. I feel tremendous gratitude for those who introduced me to great works of music. I'm thankful for the opportunities to work with talented musical artists like Brent and the choir. I'm thankful for the wondrous partner that I found in Amanda and for all the other opportunities that have come my way to take up my time, including caring for these two wonderful kids. I'm thankful for my whole family that brings joy to my heart and that I got it, that I get to ask them how their day was like funny, gross, or unusual. <laughs> we are so thankful for our church, for the building and the activities, but especially the people. We're thankful that we have been accepted and included as we are. We're thankful for the friends that we've made, the teachers, and the doers in this congregation. You nourish our souls, you are our village, and you are our family, and we are thankful for you. Now is the time in our service where we will enter a moment of stillness together. We breathe together and breathing in, breathing out, feeling the presence of our beloved religious family around us, we follow that breath to a deeper place inside, a place of greater wisdom a place of greater calmness, that spark of the divine within each of us. And breathing together, we enter into a moment of silence together, remembering that human sounds and the sounds of small children are a part of the silence in this congregation. Breathing together, let us enter a moment of sacred silence together. Good morning. First of all, let me reassure you, I am in fact representing a family. After, after helping with the chalice, uh, playing with the pillows, and 
saying what she was thankful for, Zoe has decided to move on to new adventures and is visiting her friends in the daycare for this service. In addition to myself and my daughter Zoe, we have my uh, loving wife Leela and her mother, Zoe's grandmother Susan, living with us, along with three dogs, any number of stuffed animals, including but not limited to dragons, turtles, and giant rainbow bears. Uh, we also have extended family, both in state and out. Uh, Zoe has three loving grandparents and uh, my sister, who is her blood aunt, as well as any number of other aunts and uncles, which when you're introducing your toddler child to all of your friends, it's simply much easier to say, yes, this is your Uncle Sean or your Aunt Sydney. As I got to thinking about the list of what we were thankful for, uh, I realized a few things. The first of which is I recently lost a contact lens, so there was no way I was going to be able to read off a list of everything that I was thankful for without having a piece of paper in front of my face for the whole time. Um, I also realized, as I started thinking about family, that there are a lot of communities that could be considered to families, and they all play a part in my third thought, which I'll get to in just a second. Uh, in addition to our biological families and our extended families, we have our work families, our church family, uh, school families, in the case of my daughter, family uh, from our friends, and they all play a very important part in our lives, which is what I think that I am truly thankful for. As I, as I started thinking about all of this, two expressions came into my mind, which I'm sure we've all heard. You are the sum of your experiences, and you are what you eat. Now, while I don't subscribe to either of these literally, it did make me realize that the role that all of these different families that I mentioned played in my life, and I see it playing in my daughter's life as well, is that they help shape us into the people that we are today, the people that we have been, and the people that we've become. They have provided us good experiences. They have provided us challenging experiences. But we wouldn't be who we are today without those families. Um, and so that is what I'm thankful for from all of my families, including of course, everyone here, as Zoe has grown up in this church already. Without family, without community, we would be very different people than we were, than we are. I know I would be. And so I am thankful for the families that have helped shape me to be the person standing before you today. And I look forward with all of my family members to see what kind of people we will become as we move forward together. And I'd like to close. Zoe was so helpful. She did actually provide me a list of things that she was thankful for, which she told me I needed to read. She's thankful for her family, mom, dad, mamana, Pop-Pop, Susu, her name's for her grandparents. Cookies, 
sparklies and glitter, unicorns, and TV shows that are so fun they make her want to jump in and join the characters on the screen. Good morning. We may have lost control here. <laughs> <laughs> Apologize. Here we go. I am Susan Chichester. This is my wife, Beth Chichester, and our five-and-a-half-year-old bunny, and our two two two-and-a-half-year-old twins, Beatrix and Georgia. Uh, I thought I would tell you a little bit about how we got to where we are and some of the challenges that we faced and uh, why we're particularly grateful to be here. My wife, Beth, and I met on a cold, rainy night in Austin. I realize there aren't a lot of those. Um, And we met at a speed dating event. I don't know if any of you know what speed dating is, but it's really pretty awful. I wouldn't recommend it. This was the only good thing that came of it. Yeah. (laughs) After we got married a year and a half later, we struggled and struggled with fertility issues for four years before finally realizing our dream and welcoming our oldest bunny into our family and holding her in our arms. Uh, I knew in that moment that the struggles we faced were totally worth it, and they were also very real. We we worked. Thank you. We worked faster and harder in many ways to welcome Georgia and Beatrix into our family with considerably more help from the doctors. It was quite a process, and we feel it was also a great blessing and a joy. With all this hard won love, curiosity, and creativity surrounding me, how could I not be inspired to be a better person? (laughs) My kids, they need it. (laughs) They deserve it, and, well, they love it most of the time. Um, And (laughs) my darling wife, well, I feel gratitude for her in ways that I just never even knew were possible. (laughs) Like, right now. Uh, I would like to share with you our wedding vows that we said to each other 11 years ago. I take you to be my partner, loving what I know of you and trusting what I do not know yet. I share with you my hand, my heart, and my love. I promise to listen to your voice and your heart and to respect your sorrow and your joy. And to be a source of strength, comfort, and compassion. When you need someone to encourage you, let it be me. When you need a helping hand, let it be mine. When you long for someone to smile with, turn to me. When you have something to share, share it with me. They're pretty big promises, if you ask me. And Beth has absolutely fulfilled these vows and continues to in the most amazing ways. I just try my best to keep up. One of her greatest gifts to me has been her suggestion that in the moments that I'm feeling full of self-doubt or just really low, that I should think of myself and treat myself as lovingly, kindly, gently, and with as much grace as she would treat me. Her love for me and confidence in me is something which I will be eternally grateful for. I'm grateful for my mommy and my mama. And for playing games at bedtime. (laughs) Yeah, a few nights ago, Bunny had this wonderful idea. She has the best ideas. We had (laughs) we had our collection box, 
at the table, and she said, when we put our money in, let's all say what we're grateful for, what we're thankful for. Oh, and of course, my heart was melting when she said that. I said, that's a great idea. And we all readily assented. And uh, <laughs> we've been through, this is the second service, so... Um, <laughs> And, uh, okay, sweetie. <laughs> and everybody went around the table, and um, some answers were more understandable than others. Uh, but when it came to my turn, I froze. Um, I had so many thoughts, so many things to be grateful for. It was like a whirlwind um, of, uh, of I gratitude. You. I love you. <laughs> I love you. Do you see how hard it is to pick one thing to be thankful for? Oh. And I was thinking of my amazing wife. I was thinking of the all the wonderful things I learned from my children. Yes. And their laughter and, and their kissing attacks and the dance parties we have. Dance uh, parties. Uh, what I was thinking most it really hit me was that of um, however big and impossible my hopes and dreams have felt at times, when they have been realized, often in ways I didn't even know possible, um, they've been magnitudes bigger, magnitudes better. And uh, I love you. I'm going to put you down. <laughs> And I just I can't even imagine what blessings I've gotten in my life. Um, my, my mind couldn't even conceive of the capacity that my heart had to love before I had my wife and my family. And um, so the thing I've learned is to dream bigger <laughs> and to be ready to be astounded by how your dreams come true and and how much more expansive they are than I could ever imagine. Thank you. I want to thank all of our families again. Um, as I listened to our families talk this morning, I couldn't help but think about the adults that were important in my family, in my life while I was growing up, my mom and her parents, my maternal grandparents, and it occurs to me that our families, the ones we're born into or the ones we construct, and sometimes a little bit of both, at their best, our families give us less a set of beliefs or a belief system and more a set of shared values. I grew up knowing that I was loved. I grew up seeing adults model how to take care of one another. And those are the values that even though my mom doesn't have the same beliefs as my grandparents had, and my mom and I certainly don't share the same political beliefs, we do share that set of values based in caring for others. And that's what I saw from these families this morning, children who know they're loved, adults modeling how to take care of one another. When I was in seminary, we, we learned about a theologian who thought that God is in the in-between us, that God is the only concept we have that's large enough to express or at least point toward 
those connections that happen between us and the people that we love when we are at our best, when we are living out those shared values. And from that perspective, I think God dwelt with us in this sanctuary this morning through the words of our families that shared with you. So again, I thank you all. Now please say with me our words for extinguishing the chalice. We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we hold in our hearts until we are together again. We are living neath the great big dipper. We are washed by the very same rain. We are swimming in the stream together, some in power and some in pain. We can worship this ground we walk on, cherishing the beings that we live beside. Loving spirit will last forever. We're all swimming to the other side. Go in peace. This is a production of the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. For more information, go to our website at austinuu.org.